0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. So excited to have you all here as we round out very quickly here the end of 2023. My, my name is Matt Hines. I'm your host here at Sales Pipeline Radio. Excited to have so many of you here joining live on YouTube and on LinkedIn. If you are joining us live today, very excited to have you here. Uh, middle of your workday, middle of your work week, you can be part of the show. If people have a comment, a question, a rebuttal all of it is fair game throw those into the comments we will see those we can respond to those we can bring your comment up on the screen we got a, a cutting edge technology here at sales pipeline radio to make this interactive and if you are listening or watching on demand thank you so much for downloading and subscribing every episode of sales pipeline radio past present and future always available at salespipeonradio.com. Very excited for our topic today. I know we usually only go, Jessica, like 20 minutes or so, but I could go for a couple hours on just all the difference, peeling back the onion on this report. Welcome our guest, Jessica Gilmartin. She is the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer at Calendly. Jessica, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Matt. Awesome to be here and always excited to talk to you. We always have a great time.
0: We do have a good time and I think it gets meaty very quickly as well. I was super excited when I saw the calendaring Survey you guys published, I think just last month, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. I was so impressed—not just about counseling. It gets into AI, it gets into productivity, it gets into how work gets done. So I want to dig into a lot of that, but Jessica, maybe start with a little bit about yourself, and then how that how that research report came to be.
1: Absolutely. So I have been at a Calendly CMO almost exactly a year. So in January, it'll be a year, which is hard to believe. It's gone very fast. And, and I joined Calendly mainly for the reasons that most people hopefully join companies, because I was wildly excited about the product. Every time I have had a meeting scheduled with somebody that didn't use Calendly, I was like, why are you not just using Calendly? Why do we have to go back and forth eight times to schedule a meeting? And so it's always amazing as a marketer when you get to market and sell a product that you love and passionately believe in and that millions of people also love. And so that's been a really exciting part of this year and and also getting to work with a fantastic team. So I feel pretty lucky to to have this role. And I think one of the things that we talked about over the past few months is most people know who Calendly is. And I think what we're trying to do as marketing team is really help people think about what Calendly could be and the many features that Calendly has and the many ways that we could support people's actual productivity and helping people's quality of life through better, more productivity, better meetings, better scheduling. And so that was really the impetus for the state of scheduling. It was like, gosh, there's so much interesting information about meetings. that the lifeblood of most of how we make our money, right? That's the lifeblood of how we feed our family is usually through meetings. And we figured there's probably better ways for people to, to do that.
0: And and I think part of the reason that meetings have become the lifeblood of a lot of B2B organizations, rightfully because where we get a lot of work done can also be the bane of our existence because (laughs) of how much time we spend in meetings because of the inefficiency of certain meetings, because of, to your point, how long it takes sometimes just to get people coordinated to have a meeting. Now I will say full disclosure, I am a happy Calendly customer. It was one of the catalysts that helped me move someone who was working as my executive assistant into a different role in the organization for her to be able to thrive and do other things as she built her career, because the Calendly just made it so much easier to block out, like we literally schedule sales pipeline radio guests using Calendly. I have some meetings, phone, some meetings, zoom, I don't, and I don't want this to be a commercial, but like it's been really a huge change for me. It, it was amazing to me looking through the data in this survey and this is this 2023 state of scheduling report, what we saw and what the different focus areas were around how much time people spend wasted time in meetings. Talk a little bit about what you, what we found there and why it's so important.
1: Yeah, so the people that we typically sell to and the people that kind of are the most prolific users of our product are not surprisingly people like you, Sol, that have so many meetings. Recruiters obviously spend huge amounts of time with candidates customer support folks that are meeting with customers all the time and salespeople. And so these are people that really truly meetings is the lifeblood of of their work and the backbone of their work. And so what we found is that the average person spends up to four hours a week scheduling meetings, which is crazy. When you think about how, what you can get done in four hours, when I was thinking about it, I was like British Bake Off is one of my favorite TV shows. And I was like, I could watch four hours of British Bake Off a week. Uh, versus scheduling. And so there's just so many things that you could do with your time. you could you could work out for four hours. You could have four more hours of meetings. So there's just an amazing amount of things that you could do uh, with all that wasted time. So fundamentally, I think there's just this issue of wasted scheduling. And then I think there's a lot of really interesting information about meetings themselves and how the people that say that their meetings are better and more productive, they generally are happier. And their companies are more successful. They believe their companies are more successful. And so there's this really direct link between people feeling more productive, being more productive, and having more productive meetings, and actually seeing that success.
0: So I want people to go download this report. As I found it, there were four habits that separated the successful from the non-successful teams that that I found in the report. One was just goal-focused meetings. The, The more successful teams had meetings, but they have the specific goals for those meetings. And if there weren't goals, they just didn't have them. Two was just time management, um, 61% of successful teams block time to do work to get work done, versus only 39% of teams that are less successful, so the anti meeting, right, it's so a meeting for yourself just to get stuff done. So that was the second habit. Third was relationship building, scheduling time and making time to build those workplace relationships, especially in a virtual environment. And the fourth, which I want to go a little deeper on is the use of AI productivity tools. 52% of successful teams were more curious about the, how those tools can drive more meeting efficiency versus only 28% of those who were less successful. So those were four habits that I pulled out. And let's dig a little further on the AI side, because I think meeting productivity, deciding whether you should have a meeting to begin with, who should be in that meeting, who's gonna get the most out of that meeting, boy, there's a lot of AI can do for that. And we're already seeing the impact that's happening. Unpack that a little bit for us as well.
1: Absolutely. And I think what's really interesting is, I and I'm curious your perspective, it feels a little bit like we're at the peak of the AI hype cycle. And so another thing that we saw in the survey was that virtually everybody was really interesting and excited about AI. So 90 plus percent of people were really interested. The majority have not actually used AI. Right. And so what, what I think is really interesting, and I think we're on the cusp of us actually understanding how AI will be used and incorporated and integrated within the tools that we already use. So I believe that AI is just gonna be something that we gradually see over time infuse more and more of the work that we're already doing and more and more of the tools that we're already using. And so I don't know that we're gonna see this huge movement away from our existing tools and into new AI tools. What I think is gonna happen is all of the products and the technology and the tools we're already using will just have more and more intelligent AI features And I think within a couple of years, it will be so ingrained in what we do, we won't even realize it's AI anymore. I think we're
0: already getting there a little bit, right? Yeah, GPT is just over a year old, at least in terms of being publicly available. But AI is embedded in so many of the tools we use today to make them smarter, to make them more intelligent. That's only going to increase over time talking today on sales pipeline radio with Jessica Martin, She's the CMO at Calendly and we're talking about a bunch of great th- th- concepts and insights that came out of their 2023 state of scheduling report. As you referenced earlier, 94% of go-to-market professionals reported in the survey. They're curious about AI's impact on their job and 64%, the majority six out of 10, almost two-thirds have yet to experiment at all with new AI tools, including ChatGPT. Why is that? It's not just a hype cycle, right? I think it's a reticence to even look into it. What do you think is driving that?
1: I can just speak for myself and also I speak to so many other you know, sales and marketing leaders. I think it just feels really overwhelming, number one. And I think there feels like a disconnect between what you hear in the news about the possibilities and the excitement and all the expectations and what's actually being delivered right now. And so I think one of the things that, that we see is my team spends huge amounts of time thinking about AI tools. We examine them, we investigate them. And, and a lot of times we leave feeling like this is a nice to have, and there's the elements of it that are really interesting. Yeah. And we're, we struggle to figure out what's the transformational workflows here. What are the things that are actually going to drive such big business value that we're willing to change or replace our existing workflows? And I think that's where we're like stuck a little bit. And there are a few tools that we're using. There are few AI tools that we're using that actually have been transformational and we're willing to change our workflows. But I think those are few and far between. And I think that's what most people are seeing.
0: I think so too. And I, I think that oftentimes like we get enamored with the status quo because it's what we're comfortable with. And when big changes come about, we worry about like, how that's going to disrupt not just our workflow, but our lives. And yes, yeah, so the people that I've seen lean in the most with AI, both at our company and with clients and elsewhere, are those that realize that robots are taking over the things you didn't want to do anyway when i was an intern at a pr firm thousands of years ago one of my jobs was to create briefing books for media tours that clients were going on and it was a manual effort there was barely the internet at the time right that just automatically is created no intern wants to actually spend their time doing that everyone wants to spend their time on more creative things that require the human brain require creativity to get done I think this ties into meetings as well, because so often there are things that are discussed in meetings. There are meetings scheduled for certain things where the proverbial, this could have been an email. This isn't just about scheduling. This is about the productivity of the meeting itself. Is there a scenario, Jessica, where meetings could even be fun again?
1: Calendly just changed our mission, which I'm really excited about just a couple of months ago. And our mission is to create a world where people actually love meetings. And I love that mission because meetings have such a bad rep because they, in general, they're such a productivity killer. And mainly because people typically don't think about the meeting experience. They don't think about the pre-meeting experience, the during-meeting experience, and the post-meeting experience. And so I think that when I look at our schedules, people spend 20 to 30 hours a week in meetings. It's an enormous amount of time on meetings. And when you're spending the majority of your work week doing work that you don't perceive as valuable, They are not fun and people don't want to do it. And that's why people always say, hey, let's do less meetings. But when you think about the meetings that are productive, you think about the best meetings of your week where people come in with a clear agenda, um, Mm -hmm. where the the right people are in the room. You have very clear talking points. You have clear action items. You leave the meeting and everybody has clarity around what are next steps. That is a beautiful meeting where you actually get things done. And I think everybody would look at that and say, that's the gold standard. That's what every single meeting should look like. There's nothing worse than going to a meeting where you just go and You're like, wait a minute, who called this meeting? Who's starting this meeting? What's the point of this meeting? You leave and you're like, who took notes for this meeting? And that happens like way more often than it should, but it still happens all the time
0: how has the importance or role of meetings changed now that we're all working from wherever now right some people going back to the office a couple of days a week maybe some folks have that hybrid role but a lot of folks are increasingly working remotely meetings valuable from a productivity standpoint they're valuable just in terms of building a community at your company taking a couple minutes just to do small talk as you enter and exit the room when we're doing zooms that isn't as natural as it used to be But talk about the role and the difference in doing meetings now more virtually than in person. I
1: think there's two flavors of meetings as I think about it. There's the internal meetings and then there's external Mm -hmm. meetings. So when I think about internal meetings, my last company obviously went virtual during COVID. We came back to the office. Calendly is 100% virtual. And so I've Mm -hmm. seen both sides of it. And I'd say there is a massive communications tax in being a fully virtual company. And it is unavoidable tax. And I think the, the thing that you really have to think about with meetings, number one, you're going to just have more meetings. I don't think it's possible in a fully virtual environment to have fewer meetings. One thing that we do a lot of at Calendly actually is we do a lot of async updates. So we we use a third party recording tool and we just record a lot of updates. And so Mm -hmm. for example, if we need a decision made, instead of calling a 30 minute meeting, someone on my team will do a full presentation, record it, send it out and ask for feedback that's a really great way to avoid a meeting. And so we, we use that pretty heavily here. And I think another thing that we do a lot of is just really enforcing this idea that you have to have a very clear agenda. You have to set a brief in advance, give mm-hmm. people time to you know, collect feedback, share that. And I think that helps a lot in reducing the friction of these really massive amounts of meetings. I think on the flip side with external meetings, You certainly, you do this a lot, right? You are constantly talking to customers and to prospects. I think when you don't have that in-person aspect, it does make it really hard. It makes it much, much harder to form those personal connections and to create this feeling of comfort and confidence in you when you're doing it through a tiny little screen.
0: It's harder, but it's still entirely possible. You just have to be more intentional about it. When we were all in the office and you knew you were gonna bump into people through the hallway, you're gonna bump into people in the kitchenette getting coffee or having lunch. The team building happened on its own. We have to be more intentional in a virtual environment now as well. I think meetings, whether you're in-person or virtual have taken on a life of their own and the default response in a lot of cases is, especially remotely, let's do a meeting and figure this out. It may not be a meeting, maybe it's a Slack thread. Maybe it's someone who actually owns this problem, comes up with a perspective first that you debate versus going in and just like hashing it all out. I can see a future of meetings where the AI helps us determine if a meeting's even necessary. What's the outcome we're searching for? What is the objective that we're trying to achieve? And what is the right format to get that done? If the meeting is the right format, there likely is a way of running that meeting that makes it more productive, right? Where maybe you've got AI listening in and saying, you're all going down a rabbit hole, start, focus back on the thing at hand. Seriously, I think about what this could look like. To help us focus in the right place, to making meetings fun is one thing, but making them something that actually moves the ball forward productively for ourselves and for our organizations. I think that's where we want to take this.
1: I think to me, one of the biggest issues too is is as you are working on these really gnarly problems that we have that you can't resolve in one meeting, that's where I'm excited about AI because so much of what happens is you lose a lot of the context from the previous meeting or you forget to bring somebody to the first meeting, and then you have to start over again. And you may have a series of six or seven meetings, and you may have lots and lots of different people that are having different conversations. And so what I would love to see is the opportunity for there to be threads of meetings and threads of conversations that all come together so that everybody has that same context coming into the meeting and you don't lose it. You don't have to start again constantly. And I feel like half of every meeting is just reminding everybody what you talked about the previous time.
0: Yeah. Imagine if there was follow-up. Imagine if there was accountability. Imagine if you finish a meeting and what you needed to do immediately automatically ends up on your to-do list. Like or just...
1: a scheduling link. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And It's pretty awesome. I think there's clearly in the data and the state of scheduling report, we saw some people that are a little reticent to dig in on this. But and I saw, someone told me, and I don't remember who it was, they said, like, yeah, AI is coming for your job. It's going to give you a much better job it is yeah. going to give you a much better experience. It's gonna help you focus on the things you actually enjoy as part of your job that really challenges it, really lets you dig into what you are uniquely capable of doing and does the rest of it on your behalf to help you be more effective, efficient, and just happier too. So I think the, the future is bright on that front. Jessica, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can people learn more about the 2023 status scheduling report?
1: Just go to Calendly.com and and look at our resources section. We have that and and you can check in on LinkedIn. We we are all over. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the the time to chat today.
0: Oh my gosh, this has been exciting. So just really appreciate what you guys did with the report. Appreciate you joining what is actually Jessica, our last episode of Sales Pipeline Radio in 2023. We're going to be dark next week. I got family in town. We're going to be dark the week between Christmas and New Year's. We'll be back first week of January with our first episode of 2024. Until then... Happy holidays, to everyone. Hope you're spending time with family, friends, doing things you love. Thanks again, Jessica, for joining us. We'll see y'all in the new year. This has been Thanks. Matt Heinz on SalesPipe on Radio. Take care.